Hello everyone, I'm Gabe Gottesman alongside Scott Pirak from 88.9 The Bridge here with the Mercer Island Islanders star receiver and Kinko leader in receiving yards so far this season, Jack Derner. Jack has had an amazing start for the one-on-one Islander squad, averaging over 100 yards per game in the young season and a few touchdowns to boot as well. Last week, the Islanders took an overtime victory on the road over Highline, and Jack and his team look to capitalize on their momentum on Friday night at 7 o'clock against the Hazen Highlanders, which you can hear on 88.9 The Bridge. Jack, thank you so much for joining for the first time in the actual KMIH studios. Yeah, this is awesome. Zoom sucked. This yeah. is cool. I feel professional and like I'm doing something. Yeah, you sound professional too. Thank so you. first off... Um, when we talked with you last year, it was interesting going back through the interviews last year um, with you. We brought up the fact that you were in your first season, your junior year. Now you're a senior. How do you think that, and you're two games in already, how do you think that four-game season last year uh, prepared you to be more comfortable on the field starting off this season through the first two games? Yeah, I'm, I think like they always say that there's a game speed difference between JV and varsity, and it most definitely is true. Um, I think... Uh, last year, those four games were kind of, um, I don't know, makeshift. It, it didn't feel very real. Like, honestly, I, I can't even lie. I, I know the question was, how did it prepare me for this season? But to be honest, um, coming out first game against Auburn Riverside, like I told when I was in Joe's, the, the trainer's room, uh, before the game, I was like, this, this feels like my first game. Yeah. Like, you know, I had played four games before that starting, but this, this really felt like my first game. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was, it's. It's different this year, and in the best way possible. Okay, Jack. So now we need to talk about, we saw some highlight plays from you already this season, but there's one that sticks out. It was a near Moss play. Take us through that play, and then also <laughs> your connection with both quarterback Eli Fahey and Spencer Kornblum. Yeah, that that was, an, uh, that was a fun one. Um, I knew coming out, I kind of looked at the matchup. We looked at those corners, um, and just to be frank, um, my coach told me you better burn these guys and, <laughs> and so uh i came out and i had a decent lead on the kid uh, i was running i think was it a post or a fade um i think it was just a vert and i was upfield and um spencer underthrew me because he overthrew um i think it was garrett the play before so he underthrew me and i had to come back and get it uh i didn't think much about it um but then when i saw the kid in the corner of my eye i had to turn around and backpedal in because I knew I did something cool. Yeah, so, yeah, it, yeah. It, it did look cool on film. I will yeah. say that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and and Spencer's Spencer's legit, man. Like since his freshman year, I always joked with Eli, like he's QB one. You know, I'd always call him QB one, and it always piss him off. <laughs> um, but he has a cannon, man, and he he has like the perfect quarterback build. He's um he's and he's only a sophomore. Like that's crazy. Um, so the the program as far as QB wise is is in good hands for sure. So you mentioned that this season feels kind of like a totally new uh, new world for you. And maybe one of the reasons is because there's a lot more fans in the crowd. Seeing everyone also at school on Friday leading up to the game must be a new experience for you. Because that's a big deal, right? You're, you're in the halls, you're going to class, and everyone's like, oh, you got the big game tonight, which is something that we didn't really have last year. Uh, last year, you, you also told us that you, you felt lucky maybe that for your, your real first varsity game, you didn't have all those fans and maybe it would help kind of lessen the nerves. Uh, how do you feel this year now with all the fans in the crowd, another home game tomorrow night? How excited are you with all the fans being able to cheer you on? Yeah, man. Um, I I was totally telling the truth there when I said I felt lucky that um, 
I, I didn't have any fans. And um, I think it was a really good experience to not have them and, and kind of use those four games as just like training almost. Um, this feels like my debut year. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and, and man, the, that first game, the crowd was crazy. Like on that first pick six, that yeah, was insane. That was insane. Like I had, I have never played in front of a more packed crowd than that, and just the flags waving and everything. The the energy was incredible. Um, just I got to give a shout out to all the fans, all the Islanders that came out to that game. Everybody was rowdy. Everybody was loud, um, and and reacting to the game, it it, it was incredible. So uh, it's totally different, and I love it. I, I like being in the halls, and and like as soon as lunch hits, I get nervous. Like. I get nervous before every game, but like as soon as lunch hits, like my stomach just starts churning. I can't focus on any, any, any subject, anything. Like my game, my mind, mind is just on the game. So, um, it's it's truly a special experience. And you've talked about how last year in Gabe's first question, it kind of felt like last year didn't really mean anything. But what has been the biggest difference for you between this year and last year in terms of you as a route runner, as you as a receiver? Because obviously. Gabe and I have the insider scoop and also know that you have a trainer that you work with. Yeah, um, CT, I have to, every time I get the chance, I have to shout out CT because, like, that that man's special. He, um, uh, like, I would not be anywhere near I am. Like, I probably wouldn't even be starting. I, I don't even know if I'd be playing football if it wasn't for CT. And um, to be honest, like, if, I, if I'm just being 100% frank, I think I was in better shape last year. Like, I, I really feel um, I was, last year, because of COVID, we didn't have school, we didn't have things to do. I was either training with CT or in the gym. Um, and I was kind of worried about that going into this year because I, I wasn't training like in the off season like I was last year. Um, but to, to be honest, experience triumphed um, my lack of training. And by lack of, I mean just not to the extent that I was last year. Um, experience 100% um, is more valuable um, in, in, in football than, you know, getting those little tiny extra gains. Um, I think it, that's kind of the difference maker. Like it'll excel someone who has experience and was training very, very hard, um, which I should have been doing, but didn't have the time to. Um, but yeah, experience is certainly carrying me um, so far yeah, this well, year. It's clearly paying off too, because you're having a great start to the season. Uh, going to last week's game, uh, Last season, you won on a walk-off field goal against Sammamish two years ago. I know you weren't playing in, in the varsity game, but there was a really intense home OT game against Lake Washington. And then, of course, last week, the overtime win, 27-20. How does winning a game in overtime help the team's morale in the following uh, following week of practice? Is it easier to go to practice with just such a great win and just such a happy feeling on, on the team? Um, if I'm going to be honest, it was not a happy feeling <laughs> among the team after that win. Um, we did not, the coaches did not sing their praises to us. We were expected to, they expected us to go in there and walk all over that Highline team. Um, and not in a cocky way, but in like a practical way. Um, we should have beaten that Highline team bad. Uh, it should have never gone to overtime. So it didn't feel as sweet as something like the Sammamish game where it's like, that, that that was the sweetest win ever. You know, it, it was, we were supposed to lose that game and we ended up fighting and win, and won. It was just, it was, you know, poetic. Um, this Highline game wasn't very poetic. Um, we were beat up um, in COVID and guys were sick. Um, but I, I would say it honestly pushed us to practice harder. Like that, like, the, we played on Friday, or sorry, Thursday, and then we had practice on Friday, and we just ran the entire time. 
Um, <laughs> so it was not uh, necessarily a morale booster, um, but I think that's a special exception. <laughs> well, Gabe, I think you might have missed on that. Question. <laughs> 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 But as you talked about, you guys have had injuries, COVID problems. Luckily, Tommy Burke is coming back this week. But as we focus on this week, the Hazen Highlanders are coming off a 28-0 to win to move them to a 1-2 record. What have you focused on looking at this Hazen defense that you're going to try and take advantage of this Friday night? Um, I haven't watched enough film. <laughs> but of what I have watched, uh, they have decently athletic corners. They're um, not, you know extraordinary but um you hazen's very similar to us in that they're a passing team and when you have a passing team you're also going to have a defense that is prepared to play against a passing team so like when when you when you play against other teams in kinko they're used to playing the bellevues that are running a wing tee and 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 running out the gut but with with a team like hazen that is playing against their own passing offense in practice every single day those guys are prepared to run um so honestly, I think this is going to be a game not where I, or, or you know me, Garrett, the, the rest of the receivers can just run these guys tired and sick. Um, I think they're probably going to be able to stay with us. It's going to come down to um, skill. It's going to come down to route running. Um, it's going to come down to those that nitty gritty, uh, uh, smart plays. So yeah. And then before I turn it over to Gabe for the final question, I want a prediction of what your stat line's going to look as the fifth quarter begins. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, damn. Dude, I don't want to be cocky. I, I don't you know. Can't, you, what, what, you can't, what if the other players are listening? You're like 30 yards. You've got <laughs> to have some confidence. All right, all right. I want to be, be cocky. All right, all right. It, my cocky prediction? We want a cocky prediction. <sighs> cocky prediction... I mean, like you're averaging like 110. Yeah, I'm averaging about 100. So I want to keep that. Um, I don't see myself under 50 yards. Um, I think I could max out at like 130. I think realistically in the 90 to 110 yard range. Okay, so I, you heard it there first from Jack Durner. 150 yards, two touchdowns. <laughs> you got the next question. All right. So finally, uh, we did this last year before we close out the interview. When we hear Jack Derner going into the end zone, we have to describe the touchdown call, of course. What is Jack Derner going to be doing this week to celebrate his eventual touchdown? Ooh, um, dude, last week the rest sucked. Like, so I don't know. Calling? I can. I don't know if I can say that on air, but <laughs> I, 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 I remember after I, I had my touchdown in, in the Highline game. Like, I remember just shoulder bumping guys, and the rest like none of that, none of that. So it, it depends on the rest, man. Like, I, I think before this next game. I think you can expect a gritty. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> it's kind of an inside joke uh, in, uh, on our team because we have this, you know, Elon Gotel. Elon yeah. Gotel yeah. can do the gritty. <laughs> Elon Gotel gritties all the time. So, uh, and he's a little freshman. So, um, <laughs> I'm probably gonna do that. And my the sideline would start doing it. So, I, I mean, honestly, I'm probably just gonna ask the refs, which sounds like makes me sound like a cocky <laughs> kid. When I score, it's a day. when I score, what celebrations can I do? <laughs> um, but yeah, expect a gritty. I, I'm gonna promise you that if I score. All right. Well, Jack goes into the end zone after a 300 yard day. That, <laughs> as he says, that's what he's gonna be doing. All right. Jack, it was great to have you in the studio for the first time ever, uh, and we definitely look forward to doing more interviews with you throughout the season. But first off, good luck tomorrow night against Hazen, and I'm sure everyone's going to be either at the jungle cheering you on or listening on 88.9 The Bridge. So, Jack, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, guys.